This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Work, guys. Nice work. 4888. Check it right there. Yeah, buddy. 8818. Good job, buddy. P2. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. Post Atlanta. Just got home. Hanging out. Man, what a day. What a weekend. That was interesting. You know, we ran that package a little bit last year. All the drivers seemed to really like it. All the drivers were really the ones that pushed to have this package. And I think NASCAR liked what they saw in the races we ran last year, so we ended up getting this package all year long. But anyways, that's old news. The, uh, the weekend was really important for me because... Last week at Daytona was such a disappointment uh, to finish 36 to start uh, the first race of the year. Put you in a big hole uh, in the points. And uh, so we needed to come back to Atlanta and get a top five finish and sort of recoup some of them lost points and get ourselves back up into the you know top 20, top 15, start sort of climbing our way back into the standings with some good finishes. So that had to start at Atlanta. If we come into Atlanta and have another bad day, for whatever reason, we we're going to be in a big hole. That was going to start to uh, bother the, you know, the, the team and affect the, you know, the morale of the team. You certainly don't want that to happen. So we needed to rebound, and it was important that we did. We started out the weekend, obviously didn't qualify as well as we thought, but we also, and a lot of people don't know this, but we didn't use but two sets of tires on Friday. We had a a race run that used up the first set, and then the second set of tires was the only sticker run we made in qualifying. A lot of guys would use two sets of tires during qualifying runs uh, in practice. So some teams used three sets on Friday, and we only used two. What that means is we had a uh, extra set of stickers on Saturday to help us work on the setup of the car for the race. And it was hard to do this because, obviously, we didn't put up a very good lap on our mock run in practice on Friday. And uh, we were real close to putting on another set of stickers and going out and trying to run again. But I told Greg, I said, just, let's just be calm and not worry about it. And uh, we try to, you know, we'll try to qualify best we can, but we'll have that extra set of stickers for Saturday. And that really is important to be able to practice on stickers as often as possible at Atlanta, which is very wore out and uses up the tires really quickly in practice. So we qualified middle of the pack, and I wasn't too upset with that because of the emphasis was more on the race setup, as I mentioned. And then on Saturday, we got to put on a set of stickers a couple times and, and use some scuffs that we had from Friday, and got, we had a great practice. We, we changed a lot. We thought we learned a lot. We thought we were real prepared for today's race. So... Uh, still, you know, you don't know what you got because you can't tell how good the competition is. The track's real slick, blah, 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 blah. Anyhow, when the race started, uh, I jumped to the top and I went toward the front real fast. And I was trying not to really use up the car uh, or the tires, really. I knew the tires were going to be a big deal. They were. It was a softer tire than we usually run there because of the low downforce package. Goodyear was able to come with a softer tire, which I think they did a great job of. Uh, but I ended up using up that first set of tires pretty badly and ended up getting real loose and falling back a little bit. But we started short pitting, which was, again, unique uh, in the fact that the tires are wearing out before the fuel runs out, uh, before we're out of fuel. So 
You saw everyone short pit all day long. That's good uh, for racing. That's good for uh, that's good to allow guys. Some guys may want to run a little bit longer uh, than others, and so you have comers and goers, guys on old tires, new tires, and so forth. And you see a lot of passing for position due to that. So we had a lot more racing going on on the racetrack because Goodyear brought a tire that not only fell off and slowed down, but it also wore out without blowing out. You know, it would wear out. Obviously, if you ran it too long or too hard or too sideways, you can certainly blow the tire out. There should be that repercussion, you know. What, what we had before was the tire had to be so hard to be able to withstand the loads that we created with all that downforce in the past that the tire never wore out. So you could basically run qualifying laps the entire fuel run. That's not fun. So you had to take care of your tires. You'd see guys run real hard at the start of the run and then fall off and get real loose or whatever, wear their tires out. And you could take care of your tires, run easy the first 10 laps, and then save and have a little bit more at the end of the run to be able to pass some guys back. So it was such a blast. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been in a race where tires were something you had to manage in such a long time. It was unbelievable. So that's, being, that's what being a race car driver is all about, having to manage the tires, having to take care of the car, having to drive smart, and that, that really, you know, if you did that today, that really played into your favor. Obviously, you know, we had a great car, and had we not had a good handling car and it been a struggle, I know I'd be singing a different tune, but I was really excited with what I saw today as far as the package we have for 2016. Goodyear's choice of going in a softer direction for tire compound, what they may have learned today versus what they can apply to other racetracks. The, 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 the challenge is really on Goodyear's shoulders to give us a tire that does fall off, does wear out, that you have to take care of. That's going to be difficult for them to do at some racetracks, a lot of tracks. So they, uh, they nailed it today. Um, yeah, I mean, our, you know, we, we sat around 6th, 7th, 5th all day. Uh, we had some very, very long green flag runs. So that happens in racing. Sometimes you're going to get a lot of cautions. Sometimes you're not, you know. But you uh, you got to let the races play out naturally, and NASCAR did that, which I uh, think is a good thing. I like the races to play out naturally and to not be manipulated. So I was, uh, I was happy about that going on today. We ran... You know, we run, we run right on, right next to the apron and right against the wall. We run all over that racetrack, so there's not a real opportunity for debris to land somewhere and stay. Typically, if any debris gets on the track, we hit it, scoop it up, knock it out of the way, put it on the apron or whatever. It disappears. So that's one of them racetracks where if you're going to have, you know, if there's a potential for long green flag runs, it's going to happen in Atlanta. Any, anyways, I, I, you know, I love the long green flag runs. I think a lot of drivers do. But, you know, we, we were racing and racing hard. You had to be smart. Um, so it was neat. It was a good old school race. I mean, if you liked racing in the 80s and 90s, you saw it today. That's exactly what, uh, what it was like back then. I mean, obviously, I didn't drive the cars. But watching as a kid, that's exactly what the race at Atlanta this weekend reminded me of. So, hopefully, you know, I'm excited now. Hopefully that's my opinion going forward. But I'll certainly 
uh, be honest and open about what, I, what we think about things going forward and how this package is working at other racetracks. Um, you know, Atlanta's a, a, a track that I love. I love racing there because you can run in so many different grooves in the corners. You have options as a driver, and, and you're not just limited to one groove. But, um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know how to get a better crowd there, how to draw more eyeballs to that event other than maybe moving it further into uh, toward the spring to where the weather's certainly more appealing for the fan to come out and see the race and camp and so forth. It's a little chilly there in the evenings. And you tend to get a lot of rain in around that time of year too, so a lot of people aren't willing to take the risks. But we had awesome weather this weekend. We had a great race. And uh, I was proud of Jimmy. He was going to win and tie the old man at some point. And I was glad to have ran second in that particular race. So that was a proud moment for HMS. Uh, Jimmy and I got to talk in Victor Lane for a moment. And that, that, uh, that was a good thing. He's a good guy. He doesn't get a lot of credit for this, you know. He's been the same guy as long as I've known him. Uh, fame and, and championships, wins, money, none of that's ever changed him. Obviously, he's got, uh, you know, his lifestyle is quite a bit different than it was when he first started, but as a person, he's really remained the same. So approachable, so easy to talk to, and uh, a guy that I don't mind going out there and competing against and, and being teammates with. Being teammates with him is great. It certainly helped my career. So I, um, I was happy for him. We're going to get our opportunity to get some wins. And uh, it's a great day for the 4888 shop, HMS. Everybody's pretty pumped coming out of the box to run well. We're going to Vegas. Jimmy tested there. He liked what he saw, so I'm excited to get out there and practice. We practice Thursday. There's a bit of a practice from 9 to 3 uh, West Coast time on Thursday, so we'll get some, some laps and see if we can't dial that thing in. That's probably more practice than we need as a, as a series, but it's there. Um, so we're going to go do it. Anyhow, great day for uh, great day for us. Decent weekend for Junior Motorsports on the Xfinity side. Tough day in the truck race, but I don't have uh, any doubt uh, those guys will get it together and Cole's going to have a good season. I think that um, you know the Junior Motorsports guys, you know that that Atlanta is a curveball. It's an odd track. I don't think it's indicative of how good or bad we're going to be going forward, but uh, they did rebound and finish well. We'll. Uh, We'll move on, go to Vegas. Vegas is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of bumps going down into turn one. You'll definitely try to run the high side at some point in the race in turn one and two. I don't know if the top will work in three and four. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But we'll definitely be trying everything we can, running every groove wherever that car wants to run and be comfortable. Hopefully we have as good a car and as fast a car and as good a day and try to put it in victory lane. I've never won there, and I'd love to get that victory at Vegas on, uh, on my resume. So... Hope you guys enjoyed today. I certainly did. As a race car driver, I don't think I could have had much more fun behind the wheel. Uh, we'll see you later. Great stuff there from our guy, Junior. This is the Dale Junior Download presented by Spy. Dale Junior's latest sunglasses from Spy, the Dega, is now offered with Spy's most premium glass lens featuring Happy Lens technology. Shop the Dega with Happy Glass at spyoptic.com or check it out at Spy Pop-Up Shop at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. Go see it. Spy Pop-Up Shop if you are there 
in Vegas with Mike Davis, with first name Davis Williams. I am Taylor Zarzer, and we appreciate you listening to it uh, to us. I only have one thing to say today, Mike Davis. Junior had him. If they would have given us another lap, he would have won the race. I hope everybody has a great day. I, I think that we can just end the podcast now because you've said all that we have to say here. Junior yeah. just was one lap short of winning. In fact, I will go to. I will say this. We'll add this, and then we'll close the podcast down because there's really nothing else to say. <laughs> this played out exactly how we thought it was going to. He would qualify 16th. Yes. He would make, along with the rest of the series, seven green flag pit stops uh, and manage the tires well. He would be in about fifth when a green-white checkered restart would happen. He would pass Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick mm-hmm. and Easily. others on that restart, finish second. The only thing I predicted that didn't come to fruition was that he, he was one lap short of being able to wreck Jimmy Johnson Put him into in the, the wall, fence. Into yes. the fence. And then he himself would have hung the three out saying, <laughs> my dad's still the best. <laughs> and I'm just reminding you all, uh, who's the man? That's what I predicted. That didn't happen, but everything else did. I, you know, I'm so glad you're on this podcast. I just, God, I love you. Uh, <laughs> that's just so well stated. And, yeah, we all know that would have happened. In, in all seriousness, it was a hell of a, a lot of fun to watch the, that finish and Really, I know some people don't like to see those long green flag runs, but I do, and I'm glad that Junior enjoyed being in the car yesterday. It's always fun to see very quickly how competitive of a car that that those guys have. To go from 16th to 8th to 5th that quickly, Mike, was cool to watch. And then to see him maintain his position throughout the race, I mean, we, I think we sort of felt coming into, if you watch practice on Saturday and saw the gains that he made and you, you heard him talk about it there uh, in his recap, you, you really felt like they had a top five car. I don't know a winning car, but a top five car. But then, yeah, on that last restart, man, you start going nuts thinking, golly, one more lap. And, and I know that everybody's going to have an opinion on whether or not uh, this restart procedure is the best way to go. They've changed it for the 16,000th time, and you know how I feel about this. We talked about it after what happened at Talladega. Just pick something and stick with it. Well, guess what? I actually am in favor of this. As much as I wanted Junior to win, and as much as I would have loved to see him compete with my second favorite driver for the victory, there with one more lap to go to see if he could have gotten up to his bumper and and gotten past him i think this is the right thing to do you know because what what happens if you have nine restarts and you never get back to the to the white flag lap mike you know i mean like you know it's, i i think this is this makes more sense so in all seriousness even though i want to really believe what you just said i think this was the right way to finish the race well if they had another restart junior would have been restarting on the outside and who knows if that would have played into the fact that you know whether he would have been able to hold his position or not i mean there's no way of knowing i will say this this race was extremely enjoyable to the racing enthusiast this is my theory by the way this i don't know if this is fact or whatever I'm, I'm, i'm curious to see what you think about this i think this race was very enjoyable to the racing enthusiast which is why you heard junior be so animated about how much he enjoyed it because he is a racing enthusiast now um, i would imagine that it was not enjoyable to the entertain me in 140 characters sect of society that you know checks in on it because i think this race you had to follow from start to finish to appreciate all the drama and the strategy that was involved in it otherwise it just wasn't going to be entertaining to you, you know, because I look at it like this. There are some 
you know, wonderful books out there, like all-timer books that are just magnificent, but they can't be appreciated if all you do is read the cliff notes to it. So uh, to appreciate this race, you couldn't just read the cliff notes to it. You had to watch it and be, you know, entrenched into all that was going on. And if you were that person, you really probably enjoyed the actual racing going on and, and understood what the drivers had to do to manage and, and the struggles that they were having. Did you see some of those shots of the cars just being squirrely coming out Wheeling. of turn four? I mean, yeah, and it's crazy. And it just showed – it. I thought it showed off the talent of the driver. I really did. I and, and, you know, you have to protect your tires. That's something the entire race that those guys obviously in the booth kept talking about, and they were right. You heard Junior just talking about it the entire weekend, clearly. They had to protect tires. They had to be careful with how many they're going to use Friday and Saturday because they had to have so many awesome. for, yeah. for the race on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it absolutely, I thought, showcased the skill of the driver. And there is no question the one that we dedicate this podcast to, who has his name on this podcast, is a wheel man. There's just no doubt. And, he, and he, I think it's great because he's gotten a lot more respect than he deserves um, in the last couple of years. Uh, that than he ever got it really up for the longest time. So it's great to to see the credibility he's been given um, among fans and his peers. But you could see it. I mean, you could clearly, like you said, if you saw the shot of the car, you could see the skill necessary to be successful in that race yesterday. Listen, it uh, th- this low downforce package sort of gave us our own NASCAR IQ test where people, you could see intelligence uh, rise to the top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, listen, I'm not about to say that Matt Kenseth's crew chief is not intelligent. He's an extremely intelligent guy, but they made a really bad error trying to argue something, and it got Matt Kenseth, who was a lead contender for the, this win, completely uh, eliminated from contention just because they weren't thinking smartly during the middle of this race. They, they were arguing to the NASCAR official and in the process got black flagged because they weren't serving a penalty. You can't make that type of mistake. But you see intelligence rise to the top here. Listen, Chad Ganaus, that was an intelligent earned victory for the 48. They pitted when nobody else would have even thought to pit. And it's not just intelligence as an IQ. It's intelligence as an information gathering because Chad Ganaus did his homework and realized, okay, I can pit here and get to the end of it. If my smart driver manages his tires correctly, the other drivers will not be able Mm -hmm. to run hard at the end because they themselves are scared of blowing out their own tires. I can actually win a race like this. And they did it. Now, of course, Ryan Newman blows a tire. It throws all that type of mentality out. So now it's in the hands of the pit crew and the driver ability. And you know what? The 48 team passed both of those tests, as did Dell Jr., I thought, and his pit crew and his crew chief. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, and they do. They should. The forty-eight uh, and Rick Hendrick and everybody in the Hendrick shop should get a lot of credit. That was a that was a shot in the arm for the company uh, because there's been a lot of crit- criticism and scrutiny lately. And you know, for for that to happen right after Gibbs dominates Daytona the way they did, right after Stuart Hotch Racing makes the huge bombshell announcement they made last week for Hendrick Motorsports to win and finish second. Right. And you know, and on Chase, Sunday. Chase finished seventh, I think. Yeah, Chase had a great uh, last few laps of the race. I mean, that's that uh, definitely was a, a big shot in the arm. So that's a good point. Hey, I want to mention this, uh, a couple things. First of all, what you said about the new package. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, first name Davis. 
the two times they you put this in the notes, the two times that they used this last year, this package, Junior finished twenty first and eighth. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and I think there when we did this podcast last year, Mike, we I think all of us wondered, okay, what how is this gonna, you know, translate? I don't think we worry that it's gonna have a, a Tony Stewart type effect. Tony Stewart told Kyle Bush after his injury, it has nothing to do with my injury, it has everything to do with the fact I can't race these cars. You know, and when you hear somebody of that kind of skill say something like that, that was like, Oh man, you know, what if it's like the car of tomorrow that I couldn't stand? You know, right. what if what if there's that kind of impact? So you saw what happened last year in just only two races, but to see Dale Jr. Uh, in that car, gain on it as he did so quickly, the way they practiced, the way he was on that restart. I don't know about you, Mike. That gave me a lot of confidence, given they're going to use this so much this year. Well, yeah, I mean, it gives you confidence because you bring up the car tomorrow. That is epic in our uh, you know career timeline, and that Junior never could adapt to that. I mean, he just never liked it. It just wasn't his style. Nothing about it fit Dale Jr., and, and I think the results showed. He just never liked it. Uh, Junior does like this. It, this, is, this doesn't say, or this isn't to suggest that we won't have our bad races. You still got to hit the setup, which I will then say the 88 team might not have hit the setup early in the race, but they absolutely had the car running the best it's, it had run all day at the end of the race, and that's really all you can ask for. Work on it during the race. You got all these pit stops, even under green flag. Think about the pressure of that. Uh, stay on the lead lap. Get your car running better. You're going to be loose. You're going to be tight. You got all these, all these variables going into it and then at the end of the day the car was running the best it run all day i know that people a lot of people are just never going to like jimmy johnson they just and he has fun with it he has a great attitude about it blame jj for everything um and, and that's look it's just the way it is he doesn't care about it and that's good he's as comfortable in his skin as anyone i've ever met but i loved what junior said what he did yesterday after the race of course he's going to go and congratulate his buddy uh, and I, but I loved what he said here today on the podcast and also what he said in the media center yesterday. Uh, and I know that uh, you have that available uh, in, in our many different uh, podcasts that we do, Mike, but he, he said this, quote, one thing Jimmy doesn't get enough credit for is being the same Jimmy that I knew when he drove the 59 charcoal car. I love that, that he threw that out there. Um, and he said it, of course, again here on the podcast, but he also said success didn't change him much. He has a little bit more money in his pocket, but he certainly doesn't act any different. If I won five championships in a row, that would probably change me a bit, or anybody else. It's amazing he's really down to earth. I love Stephen Curry. Love him. Everybody that's watching this guy right now, Davis is the biggest Steph Curry fan you'll ever find. But I think even Dave, first name Davis would, would admit this. Steph is changing a little bit. I'm not saying in a bad way, but he's become more theatrical since he's become the best player in the world. And he's absolute, Dale's absolutely right about Jimmy. Jimmy hasn't changed at all. Anyone that knew him 10, 12 years ago, he acts exactly the same per, to every person he interacts with. And that is, I mean, Junior couldn't have hit it any better. And I know people listening are like, oh, stop. Stop giving Jimmy credit. Well, he deserves it, man. He tied Dale freaking Earnhardt in total wins. And uh, I don't know. I just appreciated what Junior said there, Mike. I appreciated it, but I will disagree with him on one point, and that was where Junior said that, you know, if he won five championships, he himself might change a little bit. I think that's actually wrong. I think Dale Junior is also the epitome of what he's explaining about Jimmy Johnson, and that is 
the reason people like him so much is that he himself has not changed over the years. I mean, I, I think that Dell Jr. could go back and work at the uh, dealership and change oil right now and be okay. I really don't. I think he would be okay. I think he could actually do it, and I don't think a whole lot of other people could. Not if you've enjoyed this type of success and this type of lifestyle. Junior said in that in in that uh, press conference, which you can hear on said Junior here on Dirty Mo Radio, uh, that uh, Jimmy's bank account has changed, but Jimmy the person has not changed. I could say the same thing for Dale Junior. Well, that's cool that you you would say that because you know him as as well as anyone. And um, yeah, I I tend to agree with you, but I thought that that was great. It was. What he said about that. and Well, uh, I, I think what he's asking for, Taylor, is he's wanting people to recognize and appreciate that because exa- it's yeah. so rare. We, well, we've tried so hard to do that. Jimmy, I, I'm telling you, I run into him. I live in Charlotte, and we don't live far apart. And I see you live in Jimmy Johnson's neighborhood? Not in his neighborhood. Dang, no. Hold me. No, no. Look at this guy. My, Davis lives closer to his neighborhood than I do, actually. Davis. First name Davis true? does. Well, yeah, one time I held the door for him at Christmas Eve. So <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, he he lives in yeah. our in our he's, area. He's around. He's around. Yeah. I saw first name Davis will appreciate this. Um, I went to a my niece's birthday party recently, Mike Davis, and uh, it was inside the Mellow Mushroom. They have a school bus inside the Mellow Mushroom, and I think David first name it's across uh, from a watering hole that first name Davis frequents very often, and. He's in the next, head, yes. in yeah, the next booth, Jimmy Johnson and his wonderful family is also in the school bus. And he looks at me and he says, hey, man, we're both sitting in a school bus inside of a mellow mushroom right now. <laughs> and he, but he's, he, is a, he really is. He's a great down-to-earth guy. And I do. I try on this podcast. And I know Jimmy thinks the world of Junior. I, he thinks the world of him uh, and really, really has appreciated since they have been in the same shop and especially on the same team, being teammates with him. He, th- he thinks the world, the way he treats people, he thinks he's incredibly talented. And you know, Amy deserves the most credit, Mike, for, for Junior's evolution as a person, and, and certainly Junior's given her extraordinary credit. But Jimmy is somewhere on that list. I mean, he really does. He's ca- he cares a lot about Junior, so uh, I do. We, we, we do. We try hard to say, man, this is Junior's guy, man. I mean, he's got a lot of good buddies like Martin Truex out there. But um, – Jimmy is definitely one of his guys that he's very close with. Now, I've got a quick question. Davis. Yes. Have you ever sat in a school bus? Because I'm going to just preface this by saying you don't have a family. No. So there is a creeper status that could be involved with you sitting in the school bus. No, I wasn't in the school bus. Taylor was in the school no, bus. No, I got that. Oh, I'm yeah. saying have you ever sat in no, the school I bus? No, you I know haven't. about that school bus, yeah, though, Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right there. Have you yeah. wanted to sit in the school bus? I mean, it looks no. like fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just making sure. <laughs> back to back to the race, Mike. Uh, the only other thing I just wanted to mention was how how interesting it was what Junior said about qualifying 16th. I know there's some frustration in that, but I think that w- when you go to places that you don't have to be as protective of the tire, I'm going to have more confidence when they don't have when they're not having to be as mindful about that, especially on a Friday because what we saw Saturday I thought was very indicative of what ended up happening Sunday. I will say that I go into this, into these uh, races where the tire is going to wear out quicker, assuming that track position is actually more important than it ever was. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I, I actually thought that this might hurt him. What I didn't expect was for him to shoot out of a cannon like he did. It was interesting to hear in his audio how he said that he used up his tires on the first run badly and that hurt him. I don't know, man. 
it didn't blow out, and you gained like 10 positions in like 10 yeah, laps. I 11. mean, it, yeah, 11 positions. He was up there. It, it seemed like in no time. So I don't know what to make of it is my point. I, track position is uh, very important. No, it, no, no. Listen, I'm with you on the same – what I'm saying is is I think when they go to places where you're not as concerned about tire wear that – qualifying i have more confidence in him. i mean he said they can only use two sets of tires seriously I, I think that the fact they only used two sets on friday it was very telling to me uh because i was really i gotta be honest i was really concerned after i saw practice times on friday and qualifying i thought man come on now what's going on here and and all of hendrick struggled on friday because clearly they were all being very protective of of uh of that tire wear but watching practice and i did i watched practice on saturday mike and that you talk about shot out of a cannon he was shot out of a cannon on Saturday too, and that that gave me a lot of confidence. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I if they go to a place, if they keep having qualifying troubles, then we certainly need to continue to address it. Uh, but I, because of tire wear, I'm not as concerned. Yeah. Last thing, uh, I hope that there's a good crowd in Vegas, but I do share Dale Junior's concern. What he said about fan support, you know, what to do to change things. Look, here's the reality of the situation, and with a 36 race schedule. You're going to have weeks like that. You're going to have places where are maybe some might argue are out of position on the calendar in terms of the season, et cetera. That's just the reality of it when you have 36 races, Mike. So I don't think there is a way to solve it, what he said. But I do agree with him completely uh, about how enjoyable it was if you really enjoy old-school racing. Um, you're right. For the 140-character fan, uh, there's nothing to do for those people when you have a long green flag run. And I'm – got to be honest with you i'm not really worried about them because i don't want to continue to try to feed that kind of culture yeah. because i i want them to read a book like you said <laughs> when you send out right. when you send out a link and somebody responds says hey mike give me the highlights of what's in this thing i don't have time to click on it i want to form tackle them and say click on it Let, watch watch the watch 360 listen to tj what listen to said junior Listen to this podcast. No, I'm not going to give you a Cliff Notes version. Take the time to enjoy it and consume it. It'll make you understand things better. And so, I there's to to your point and to Junior's point. I love that racing in terms of putting more people in the stands in late February. I'm not so sure what you can do. Well, you know the Atlanta sports fan better than anyone, Taylor. Oh, okay, yeah. so tell me what could ha honestly what could NASCAR do in its power to get the Atlanta fans back at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Because I don't remember the last time there was a good crowd there. They would have to have it in the in the late spring or in the summer. I mean, like Junior said, it would have to be later in the season. And Atlanta fans would still show up. I think that that one thing. I think they would there would be more people there. And I'll just be honest with you. I mean, this is a whole other topic altogether. But if Bubba Wallace gets a cup ride and becomes successful, then I think that that would absolutely interest people in Atlanta, in the South, because he's from the Deep South. But I think it would interest everyone. Dale Jr. is by far the most popular driver in the sport, and he deserves it And because of what you said, the connection that he creates on this podcast and with all his fans. Well, He's you, earned all of that. You, but you, there's not enough people like him. And that's where, and and there are people outside of junior fans that don't feel as connected as they once did. Okay, but you know who there are a lot of people connected to and, uh, as far as the driver goes in Atlanta and Georgia? Chase Elliott. 
He happens to be pretty good. He was. Yeah. He happens to be a news, news I item. think that I think that as time goes on, they will um, they will appreciate him more. But you know, listen, whether it's Atlanta or whether it's anywhere else, the guy up in the booth that's doing a great job through two races, I, him retiring is a big deal. He had a whole lot of fans talking about Jeff Gordon. So yeah, I, I, I think those you. are all factors. I just I, I know being familiar with the Atlanta market, it's always been a struggle. Listen, ask the Braves. Uh, ask the Hawks, yeah. ask the Falcons. Um, you know, they're changing stadiums all the time. They're trying to figure out – they're all trying to unlock the key to the Atlanta fans' heart. And I think that NASCAR has the same issue. I don't remember the last time there was a packed house at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. So, it, uh, I just know – and it's been – that race has been at different times of the year. Maybe the spring would help, but that's probably true for any track. I'm talking about to really kind of strike that emotional chord with the Atlanta race fan. And I thought for sure that Chase Elliott being in the cup ride, in the 24, would help that. And I didn't necessarily see that move the needle. I just don't think people are as uh, – And the weather don't was phenomenal. Kn- I don't think a lot of people know outside of maybe JRM fans or Hendrick fans. I don't think enough people that are casual fans know enough about him. But i got to be honest with you. I'm going to be kind of stubborn about this. I love that kind of racing. And I think that it's our responsibility – to tell all the people we care about to watch that kind of racing instead of trying to service people that are only going to be casual fans no matter what we do i think that we need to embrace the kind of racing we saw in atlanta no matter how many people were in the stands i loved it and i think I that there are i think there are a lot of people listening that loved it too so i, I wonder if if um, if you were able to sit in the stands now we we basically called out the you know the entertain me now the entitled uh fan yes. part of the fan base but if you were in the stands and god bless you if you were i would love to hear from them if they thought the race was good because you can't follow it the way we follow it uh you know maybe you can but you got to buy you know maybe a sprint uh, uh one of those little devices that you can listen to radio chatter maybe you bring your own scanner yeah. um but it's a different experience when you're in the grandstands, and if there's you know seven green flag pit stops and these long runs, I wonder from them if they thought it was entertaining. I'd love for them to either tweet us or call into Reaction Theater and let us know because I'm, I'm generally wondering what they thought. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 1-855-346-9130 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. Nationwide is on your side. It's time now for Radio Chatter Replay, presented by Nationwide. Hey, guys. It's always fun coming here to Atlanta. Racetrack with a lot of character. Ever move around. Tires wear out. A lot of pit stops today. You guys stay hydrated in here in the pits. Limit our mistakes on and off the track. And we're going to have a good day. All right, have a good day today, guys. Y'all will win. Won't some work, man. You're going to be doing it today. We can get all these laps in. We'll have some fun. Be safe. You've got to be fast. A lot of guys up there now, TJ, right? Uh, middle pack back. Yeah, not a lot of fun. We're up top of three and four as well. But I, had to, I had to free the car up at the start of the race. I thought we were going to be good. But now I don't have the right rear underneath me. When the tires are warm like that, TJ, I can go that deep. Almost. Man, on pit road there. Wheel hopping like hell. Okay, I'll move it back up. And I'm just gonna take it easy here about 15 laps. Simple. Tires were wore out. Plain and simple, nothing uh, out of the ordinary, but just wore out. Yeah, I was half throttling up there. I wasn't even driving hard. I knew to be careful running the top, but. 
Love hearing that radio chatter replay again, presented by Nationwide. Gives you a great idea of what TJ, Greg, and Dale Jr. are thinking during the race. And I, Mike Davis needs to get royalties off of the radio chatter because now all of NASCAR seems to be all about radio chatter. So, Mike Davis, uh, send your royalties to uh, him or to his uh, family. Now, I'm on, I'm on board with that. It is time <laughs> for Reaction Theater. What we got, first name, Davis? All right, that's more like it. Uh, great job today, 88 team. Um, junior, sound like after the race, you were having a, a blast out there. Definitely didn't have a car to contend for the win, but a top-five car all day. And, uh, wow, what a heck of a, of a restart there on that final restart to get up to second. So, uh, great job. Um, let's head to Viva Las Vegas and see if we can improve one position. With the W. So, go get him next week, boy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like that. Fired up. Feeling good about it. And that's exactly, I think, how most of us felt after that race. But you did have to kind of stomach, man, that was awesome. God, I love that finish. Look at him coming. Man, I wish we would have had one more lap. But it was, you kind of had both of those emotions. But Or should we recognize the fact that Kevin Harvick did have uh, – he got bumped by somebody and therefore slowed his momentum and therefore we were able to pass. It looked like he spun his tires, too. Or, spin his, or should we just ignore it and just say that Dale Jr. blew by him? I don't know what Dale you're talking Jr. about. Did. Yeah, no, right. he's yeah. – I'm with you. Dale with Jr. You. just – Dale Jr. is a thousand times better than Kevin Harvick and Harvick Kyle Busch. Harvick sucks. Oscar. Those guys are just no good and <laughs> Jr.'s the best. Who's next? Hell to the f- yes. Dale Earnhardt, the man, Jr., finished second place today. 
and I feel like it's a win. I love to see him get aggressive and to get after it on a restart, especially the last restart of the race. I feel like it's a win today because Tuesday I will be getting in my car and driving south to Las Vegas from Salt Lake City to watch the Vegas race live. And I, ha I hope I see more of that. I want to see the man get after it like flies on Dale, yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped to uh, hear his thoughts on next week since he'll be there at the race. For sure. Call in, in next Vegas. week. Call in yeah. next week. Yeah, no. give us a race recap, and you can drop as many expletives as you want. Easy for me to say, and uh, Davis will um, do a very good job, as he always does, of uh, bleeping them. Some of my favorite reaction theater calls, and we've had several of them uh, over the past year or two, when the caller calls from the parking lot or from the grandstands of yes. the track, having yeah. just watched the race. I love hearing those reactions. Yeah, because it's real. It's you just you, right. you lived it. It's, it is. It's great. Who's next? Well, I just want to give a huge kudos and shout-out to the over-the-wall guys on the 88 bunch. I know we're real early in the season, but from what I've seen to Daytona this last week and this, I think they're only going to get better. This is still a uh, a really new team as far as you know some of the pit crew guys and Greg and his role, and those guys killed it on pit road all day. Uh, some of the other guys made mistakes, like the 20 car, and that cost them big. Um, but uh, that 88 car looks great on pit road as well as on the track. And I think uh, for them to show up this mile and a half track, uh, low downforce package, and to run as well as they did, I think that, that really set the bar for the season. And I think Junior Nation and all of us have uh, damn good reason to be pumped up about this season. Uh, I know I am, and I, think, uh, I don't think there's any reason why we can't show up to Vegas and be just as competitive, get a win, get locked in the chase, and uh, grab a bunch of wins this season. So I'm pumped up. Dale, yeah. Hashtag Mike Davis suck. There you go. See, there you go. That, See, I, first name Davis. I'm so disappointed you let that on. That was way too level-headed and rational. I mean, I, I don't know what you think this is, Davis, but come on now, man. I mean, we only have time for people that scream and yell and say Greg Ives is the worst and the crew is terrible. That's sometimes what we get on. That was way too level-headed, Mike Davis, and, uh, until what he said at the end, which made a lot of sense. You do stink. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's true. Hey, and I love that you use the hashtag. That way it can actually, we can, we can track it. <laughs> that way, hashtag Davis, Mike Davis, Davis can yeah. appreciate that. We yeah. can at least track its success, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, by the way, I do want to say this about that guy. It's a great observation about the pit crew. The great, uh, because the pit crew was on they, their they game They crushed yesterday. it. They totally crushed it. Only once or twice did we actually lose a spot in, on pit road, but I can promise you that wasn't their fault. Dale Jr.'s entry after the first time he pitted, if you remember, the first time they pitted, he bout got busted for speeding. He was so loose coming into pit road, and he even told TJ something about it. So it sort of spooked him a little bit, and so he was coming in a lot easier and therefore losing a significant amount of time from the entry to the exit of pit road. I mean, at one point, Greg Ives said he lost three seconds. During a green flag run, three seconds is an entire straightaway. Yeah. So – uh, good job by the pit crew is all I'm saying. Outstanding job all day, no doubt. Maintaining your position for hours and hundreds of laps. It's fantastic. Who's next? Taylor doesn't suck. Hell, first name, you don't suck either. You know what sucked? Hango. 18-pack I had yesterday seems like a bad idea. As I'm starting my four-plus-hour trip to Concord, North Carolina, for a business meeting, trying to figure out how the hell to get out of that, so I can run over to Junior Motorsports and say, hey, you guys. 
Hey, man, awesome race yesterday from the green, green flag. Junior was moving forward. Uh, seemed like we had a top five a car most of the day. Pit stops looked good from where I was sitting. I wasn't too far away from the pit box. But, man, looked good. And then all of a sudden, yellow flag. I thought old Jimmy Johnson was just going to cruise away with it. Then it came down to the green-white checker or whatever the hell NASCAR is calling it these days. And then I watched old Junior wheel that thing from fifth to second about half a lap. Man, I thought we were going to have something for them, so I seen them wad them up on the back stretch. All in all, great day, man. It's a good race. feel like crap, but, hey, I'll see y'all a little bit. All right, man. All right. Be careful. Hope you've uh, totally recovered. I, I'm at, Just a word of advice for, for everyone out there. Uh, Mike Davis, I don't know if you've noticed this, but first name Davis and I, have, we're, we're a little smaller than we used to be. We've been, we've been running a lot, if you, hadn't, if you can't tell. And, and the other thing is, is we're sharing our 18 packs with other people now instead of just consuming it all ourselves. And it works really, really well. You you still have fun, and you do. You feel better the next day, and you're, be, you're able to be productive in your job. So I would just, I, I don't know, I'd recommend to him to maybe share his 18 pack. I can definitely tell that Davis is trimmed up, but his diet fascinates me. Like, the, what he eats, he is still in college the other day he comes in here, and I'm not. I mean, this is a true story. I said, well, hey, what you doing for lunch, Davis? He goes, oh, I've got some goldfish out in my car. He brought in three bags of goldfish for his lunch. That is what my seven-year-old does, or what she would want to do if we let her. I was like, you're really just eating goldfish crackers for lunch? He goes, yeah, man, and he didn't understand that that's, he didn't understand what was wrong with that. Come on, man. Davis, what's wrong with you? You have to have proper nourishment during the day, like a meat and three. Get some protein. What's the last vegetable you ate, Davis? The last vegetable I ate? <laughs> yeah. 19... I, I rest my case. Yeah. 1990. Yeah. I uh, I pretty poorly this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the uh, answer you have to what's the last vegetable you ate. You don't even know. He does that. Yeah. He, yeah. He, try, he goes overboard with, you know, how unselfish. He, he's too nice. You know that. But, like, there'll be. I, I, I totally know what you mean. There'll be times like, Davis, you want something to eat? No, I had some breakfast. That was nine hours ago, Davis. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Who's uh, next? First name, Davis, suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of perfect yes. time. Yes. That's all the message was. So yeah. like Best that. reaction theater call of the day right there. <laughs> My favorite. Yep. Who's next? Well, if anybody wanted to know if Dale Jr. and Greg yes. Guys listen to reaction theater, I think we can say absolutely yes. Obviously, they both were upset at the way the Daytona 500 turned out. They listened to my call. They got their together and they pulled off the perfect race. I thought the Atlanta race, one of my favorite races in a long, long time. I don't know what people are about. I saw action at every damn spot on the track. It was great. I love a good year. Finally brought a tire that falls off. It's put it back in the hands of the drivers. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. Gives me a lot of hope that these mile and a half tracks this year are going to be fun to watch. And how about the pit crew last year? Couldn't put their finger up their ass. Shit, this year, <laughs> these guys are all stars so far. Keep up the good work. The hell did your restart? Holy shit. That's what I'd like to see. That's fantastic. Let's go out to the West Coast. Let's come back with a solid spot in the chase. Let's kick some ass. Let's have a good season. Hell yeah. Mike Davis, I'm not going to say it this week, buddy, but you better be on your toes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, would you like to know how fast he was running Yeah. yesterday? How fast? He was running a 9-minute, 41-second pace. He ran 2.6 miles. How do you know uh, this? He sent it to me. He sent you, like, his analytics I to his run? Well, 
Dan, the junior fan, uh, Dad, a.k.a. Dado, a.k.a. Sloppy Yellow, uh, a few years ago, you evidently gave him my number, and we connected in Texas. This is three years ago in Texas, which is the latest text conversation that we had. And I get this text in the middle of the night, FYI, I do run on Sundays. Today is a happy run at big man pace. And he was running a nine-minute, 41-second mile. That's pretty good. And for how many miles? 2.6 miles. I tell you what, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. He did a good job. So I was pretty fired up to get a text message from Dado. Dado's the man. He needs to get back on Twitter. He is. Sloppy yellow. No, no. Dado needs to get back on Twitter as Dado. I like You do need to follow Sloppy Yellow, though. He's he's starting to get more active. Dado got off Twitter because I think he was trying to run for mayor of his town. (laughs) That would have been terrific, He knew that that wasn't going to be consistent with the way a mayor should should behave on social media. But, Dan, you lost. You're not the mayor. Get back on Twitter. (laughs) I can't wait for what he's got in store for you this week. All right, who's next? Hey, y'all, this is Josh from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm not really sure what the rules are here, but I just I wanted to call and congratulate our man on what I thought was the smartest race I think I've ever seen him run. Uh, confused the crew chief, confused the spotter, saving his stuff, racing it old school, brought it home, uh, drove a smart race, drove a great race. Uh, Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah to that, for sure. Who's next? Well, I'm sitting in traffic on my way out of Atlanta for the race today and just want to say that was a great job by the 88 team. Great pick pick calls all day long i mean the car was just solid especially at the end of long green runs and just want to say congrats to the 48 team and jimmy johnson on time dell senior he's worked his butt off to get those wins and uh just know there's going to be some more coming here pretty soon he'll break the record but anyways i just want to say say good job to junior and crew and Actually, on the way out of the infield today, I saw Gus. And I saw Amy. I didn't see Dale Jr., but I saw Gus with his head out the window, and I yelled at him. That's a big ass <laughs> dog. But anyways, have a good one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hey, Gus. What's happening? That is pretty funny. Uh, appreciate you, man. Good stuff. All right, now, we got one more to go, and uh, this kind of went crazy on Twitter, and I was – Laughing pretty hard at this. So explain what we got here, first name. So last week we talked about getting a uh, Dell Jr. song. We asked for a bunch of participants. This is the one we pulled from Twitter that was sent to Mike Davis. It's titled The Dale Yes yeah Song. We thought it was pretty good. Everybody let me hear you say 
Nice. How good it's is that? It's strong. It's pretty strong, I got to say. Um, I appreciated him sending that to us the uh, the other day, and uh, I am on a little assignment for uh, one of my 19 other jobs, and my wife, I did bring her with me on this trip, by the way, Mike. And Shout out, Betsy. Shout out, Betsy. And we're in... We were in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida the other day, enjoying the sunshine, and she looks at me and says, what in the hell are you listening to? And I said, man, this is the new Dale Jr. song that I just got sent. You didn't tell uh, that was Eric Church? I, was Eric Church's new single? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Stapleton, too. Yeah. Um, no, it was that's good stuff, man. You his see, th- we, we need creativity like that on Reaction Theater. His name is Tim Trutone, I guess. That's his Twitter handle, at Tim Trutone. So, Tim, thank you. That was good. I I, I'm still eager to hear anybody that can bring us a song, but I don't know. You're going to have to bring your A game because Tim Trutone did. He sure that did. was good. Dude's it got was, some talent. He does. Absolutely. So if you can beat that, 855-740-1902. Call toll-free, 855-740-1902. Reaction Theater is open 24-7, 365. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You can always call that and react to the race or do anything you want, obviously. 855-740-1902. Hashtag Mike Davis sucks. It's time now for White Flag. White Flag right there. White Flag. Taylor, why is the number 17 significant to Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I'm asking you. Hmm. I don't know the answer to this, I don't think. All right, I'm going to tell you, but you got to follow along closely because there's a few steps here, okay? Okay. Tomorrow, Dale Jr. has a production for 3M and for Spy, okay? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Spy... You might have heard of Dale Jr.'s livery series. My favorite of the livery series is the new style, Dega. Speaking of Dega, have you seen Talladega's new video called The Heart of Talladega? I'm, I have not. It's actually H-A-R-D-T, like Earn Heart. It is Ooh. phenomenal. Uh, you can find it on Talladega's Facebook page and their YouTube channel. Search for The Heart of Talladega. Speaking of heart, I did get my annual physical last week, and mine is working out good so far. I just want to let yeah. you all know. Speaking out, speaking of working out good so far, Chase Elliott will return to the driver's seat of Junior Motorsports this week in the number 88 TaxSlayer.com Chevrolet. Speaking of Chevrolet, Taylor, we will drive him today, we will drive him tomorrow, and yes. we will drive him for the rest of our lives, Taylor. Yes, sir. So will I. Speaking of life, if you want to help ours, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and even share it with your friends via your social channels because uh, it would really help us. This is not a test. Speaking of tests, Dale Jr. will partake of one at Las Vegas this Thursday. The Cup teams will be testing the new low downforce package on that particular track. Speaking of that particular track, that's also where they are racing on Sunday. Jr. will be in the nationwide insurance paint scheme. That race will be carried live by Performance Racing Network and Fox. Speaking of Fox, my wife is one. (laughs) Speaking of my wife, her birthday was last Monday, and I didn't wish her a happy birthday on this podcast, so... Baby, happy late birthday. Speaking of late birthdays. I Speaking also- of Sarah, uh, she she got the best. She ordered the best lunch at Pike's. Shout out. Speaking of the white flag sponsored by Pike's and Sarah okay, this week on white Pike. flag. Got it. 10-4. Speaking of late birthdays, I also missed yours, Taylor. So happy late birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know when your birthday is, but I know December I missed December 28th. It. Oh, I, it was recently. All right. Okay. Two months ago. Speaking of you. When I think about you, I think about 17. Wow. (laughs) How about that? Speaking of 17, this will be Dale Jr.'s 17th cup race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. He's finished second there twice, but never a win. And speaking of win, 
Taylor Zarzer. That's actually where I'm going to finish it. I'll let the I'll let the fans, the listeners, think of a connection to win. I'm not going there. <laughs> but I am not doing that. I am not. I I'm going to get people crush me when I do that, and I'm not doing it. Even don't if you're do it. I don't want you it. doing it. But I will tell you, I am really fired up about the way he's been wheeling it in Las Vegas the last few years. I will say that. All right. And I expect more of the same this weekend. All right. That's your prediction. You expect more of the same this weekend. Yes, of what he's been doing in Las Vegas, if not better than that, if not celebrating after the race, if not, never mind. Boy, uh, I tell you what, you go out on a limb with your prediction <laughs> these days. Boy, you are something else. Speaking of white flag, uh, with all due respect to Sarah and to Pikes in Charlotte, which has great sandwiches and milkshakes, white flag this week is sponsored by Chevrolet. That is spelled C-H-E-V-R-O-L-E-T. Wait, it's not AY? No. Chevrolet? Yeah. Hey, I got a better question. What are you doing at lunch with my wife at Pike's? Well, you were there too. Oh. (laughs) Smile like Dale Jr. in a pair of his signature Spy 88 sunglasses. Stop by the Spy pop-up shop in Las Vegas this weekend at the Speedway to shop the latest sunglasses and enter to win prizes. Fantastic stuff this week. Thank you to First Name Davis. Thank you to Last Name Davis. Thank you to Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, Junior Nation. Thank you for listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Be happy with the all-new Spy Dell Jr. Paint Scheme sunglasses. It's called Delivery Series. They're available in the popular Dirty Mo, General, Dega, McCoy, and Admiral Frames. Get yours today at spyoptic.com.